Chelsea friends. This is your host, Carlito, a.k.a. Ryan. This is the London is Calling podcast. I hope all of you are doing safe, doing well, and not trying to kill your own family members because I know that these are trying times and everybody's anxiety is really high. What I'm going to do is this. I'm going to start off by talking about this novel called Atlas Shrugged, written by Ayn Rand. It is a very famous novel, and in it, there is a protagonist named John Galt, and his motivation is to stop the engine of the world, to stop the motor of the world. Now, I never thought that that would actually be a possibility, but it was, and it happened, and it happened in February, and we are all kind of just piecing it together, and it sucks. not even going to say it doesn't suck. It absolutely sucks, but we have this beautiful team called Chelsea that we are going to chat about, and... We have a great guest with us and someone I've been trying to get for a while. But before I introduce him, I'm going to introduce my co-host. His name is Paul. Paul, how are you, my man? The show must go on, Carlito. Uh, and, it, and it shall, my man. And it shall. We are an intrepid species. We have survived ice ages. We will carry on. 100%. <laughs> we will carry on. So we got this guy on. His voice is delicious. Uh, he's from England. His name is Tom Overend. How are you, Tom? Good. I'm not sure I've ever been called delicious by anybody before, <laughs> so I'm very happy indeed. I'm very honoured. Honoured, and thank you both for having me on. Oh, my gosh. That's so great. Um, all right, Paul. So what do we have on the docket, my man? What's the first agenda? Well, thank you for joining us, Tom. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. Um to start, so. yeah, that's right. Yeah. To start, um, let's talk about the uncertainty of the league currently. We're in the stoppage of play. What's going to happen, Carlito? So, okay, I will preface this by saying that I'm an extremely selfish individual. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> people, people will say they're not. They all are. I am fine with my self-awareness, and I will say I am selfish. I want the league to end now. And here's the reason why. Champions League, simple. And the other reason is I don't want Liverpool to win the title. So, yes, yeah. I am an asshole when it comes to this particular thing. Now, the flips, there's a flip side to that, and that is that, you know, jobs depend on it. You know, jobs depend on if we carry on with the rest of the season or if we cancel it. And I feel as though Chelsea's going to do the right thing, and thus far they have, when it comes to, you know, paying wages in full. If they do that, great. If they don't and they pull a, a Liverpool or a Tottenham, then we got problems. <laughs> we got problems. But for now, yeah, I want the season to end. I want it to be null and void. And we'll just go off of last season's um, – top four finishes, and that includes, unfortunately, giving Tottenham a place in Champions League. Tom, what do you have? Well, if if there is no more football played, I do it average points per game this year. That mm. solves the whole Tottenham problem, uh, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but in all honesty, I think if it's at all possible, from a footballing fan's perspective... I think they have to play the season out because I think 
and, and as much as I dislike Liverpool, they've been probably within the top three best ever teams of the Premier League era yeah. this year. And yeah. I don't necessarily think it's fair for them to get the league with some sort of caveat, you know, yeah. 30 games, you know, you've won the league after 29, 30 games. It's not, it, I, I don't necessarily think it's befitting for a team of that quality. I mean, I think, to be honest, people would have been a lot more eager to carry the league on if Liverpool were invincible or possibly Liverpool fans wouldn't have minded if they were invincible. Um, so thank goodness we haven't got that problem on our hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think, I do think they, they will be worthy champions and they would have been champions. So I, I think they do deserve the chance to play the league out and inevitably win that crown. Um, as much as it hurts me to say it, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it hurts me to say it, but I think, in all fairness, that is the way to go. Paul, what do you got? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Tom. It's not befitting for how good they've been this season to end with the asterisk. That being said... Hey, I'd love it if they didn't. Yes. But, <laughs> but Let's be real. Imagine if that were us, if we were oh. in those shoes. Oh, we, my God, yeah. we would lose our shit. We would lose our shit. <laughs> you 100%, know. yeah. No. And actually, you know, watching the Scousers even just twitch nervily, knowing that the fate's not in their own hands, yeah. despite winning, you know, every league game but two or three. It's it's beautiful to see, but there is obviously a more sinister, you know, more sinister so backpacking to this. Oh, Absolutely. So and for me, you know, the other part of this is that our Chelsea Blues have looked anything but steady, you know. Yeah. Say of, that again. Yeah. So, you know, being in fourth place now, uh, I'm pretty happy just to to end the season there and take that Champions League spot. We don't know what's going to happen with Man City, obviously, if they get knocked out of there. That right. creates another opportunity, maybe. But I mean, restarting the season—it's uh, going to be really interesting. I don't think things will go according to plan at all. There's going to be a bunch of games in a short period of time, um, and pretty much everybody's going to be healthy again. You know that, which is great for us because you know our our guys have been banged up more than anybody but um we're a young team and consistency isn't our thing so it's going to be interesting i would say go go ahead go ahead tom well actually as well particularly with regards to an international tournament coming up you know the euros having them delayed it's similar in that it's helped england because with harry kane unlikely to have played this summer true for it to be moved to 2021 for England to have Harry Kane, that change that 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 really is a game changer. Even though, as much as I love Tammy and I love certain mm-hmm. other players like Vardy, mm-hmm. you know, Harry Kane's been our leader, and to have him back's great. And I think it's a similar deal with Chelsea. Even though, obviously, I've seen rumours in the British press that they might be starting the Premier League in probably in June or July. Mm-hmm. I mean. It would be strange to see if that mysterious Pulisic injury is still looming four months <laughs> in because that was getting ridiculous when we were getting told every week that he'd be fit next week and then he was never fit. And, 
So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where if there's been a cover-up and Lamps has said anyone's injured who he does want to be in. I mean, I couldn't see why he'd want to be in the likes of Pulisic or Loftus-Cheek, you know, two of our yeah. two fan favourites, that's for sure. But, well, let's be clear, two of our best players. It two of our fit. best players, yeah. Win fit. Look, Pulisic is great. One thing I will say as an aside, I'm tired of him doing those damn TikTok bullshit videos. Oh, he needs to stop that. with that. He's like, look, dude, no more media. I'm tired of reading about you. I'm tired of watching you. If you're not playing, then shut up. And this is coming <laughs> from me. I'm an American. I'm an American. He's our best player. He's our best <laughs> exponent of the game. But you don't I'm, catch I'm, Messi doing it. Yeah, I'm exactly. Just, I'm just fucking tired of it, dude. Enough with the millennial bullshit. Stop. It's okay. And I always get, I always get this right. If you want to be taken seriously, you can't act like a child. There we and go. Precisely. I, I, I do hope that Pulisic, you know, after that Burnley game, he, he wants more. Because the best players always want more. Yep. And Hazard, you know, all, all of them, all the best Messis, your Messis, your Ronaldos, they're not happy with one great performance and being the best player for their country. They want to be the best. And and as much as I have, you know, nobody's seen enough of Pulisic to know, right. I hope that he's got that greed inside him yep. to actually go and, and push further. And when I watch those TikToks, I just... I just think of a player who kind of wants to be loved, but you know, yeah. maybe, maybe maybe I'm being harsh. I think I might. No, be you're harsh. not, because he's treading on Jesse Lingard territory, my man. Well, it is get, oh, it's getting so, a little ridiculous. It, um, it's one of these things. I I watched an interesting uh, um, interview with Clarence Seydorf, of all people, and he nice. he was um, saying how today's game is very much based around popularity and follows and, you know, all this different stuff, which is fine. But he's like, we can't lose the competitive nature to be the best in the in, in your league, in your country, and in the world. He was like, that's yeah. what drove me, and that's what drives the best of the best. So, Paul, we- the irony of that is that the most popular player in the world – is also one of the most ruthlessly competitive, and that's Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, exactly. And so that's where, you you know, you can't get the cart before the horse. Good point. And Cristiano okay. Ronaldo doesn't care how people perceive him, I don't think. he. I, well, I think he loves around. the hate. I think he loves the hate. And Lionel Messi, similar deal. I, I don't think Messi goes around wanting fans to love him because I think he knows that he he does his talking on the pitch. Yeah. No, speaks, no speaks with TikTok. His feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh my gosh. All right. So this this next one, uh this next topic, and I'm gonna let Paul introduce it, but it's gonna get real interesting. So what do we got, Paul? What do we link with? So linked with many players, including Coutinho Lutaro Martinez, Edson Uduard, uh, Tejas, we were linked with, not so much anymore. Sancho, uh, Gabriel, center back, Boga, Luka Jovic, maybe some Hakimi, obviously Ben Chilwell in there. Yeah. Now, obviously with the stoppage in play and the pandemic and everything, it's going to alter 
transfer plans, possibly. Um, things could be on hold, things could be canceled, or maybe things are still pushing full steam ahead. But I would think with finances a little bit unsure right now, um, that would make, you know, some sort of altercation. So, Tom, I want to get your, uh, you know, your perspective on this. And you have the pulse of the city, obviously, because you live around the area. But for me, I feel like we've always had that money anyway. We've been stockpiling the money for a while. So I don't feel as though the pandemic will alter our plans dramatically. I still feel like we're committed to investing in players. Well, <laughs> if you said this probably six years ago, I'd be nodding in eager agreement mm-hmm. saying trust in Roman will spend money. But since all of this stuff's gone round about us wanting to be self-sufficient and having a like sort of long-term finance thing, I'm less sure about how much we were going to spend this window. And as much as the fans say we needed a big one and you had some sources linking us to Sancho, mm-hmm. you can never quite be sure anymore how much the board are actually willing to spend. And I remember particularly what in 2015-16 when we were, we were linked non-stop with, with you know, 50 million John Stones. What happens? We get blooming Papi Gilaboji. So I, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to count any chickens. You know, I'm, I, I refuse to sit here and say, you know, it's going to be a big one, particularly with the virus. It, it, it will affect transfer markets. Whether Roman just dips his hands in his pocket and goes, you know what? Screw this. No FFP. Let's go. I um, hope so. But I... I, I, I don't think anyone can be entirely sure of what what the Chelsea board of directors actually want. And I, I think anyone who tries to say they do doesn't really know what they're talking about. That's a fair point. I will say this, and I've been consistent in this. I'm not spending over $100 million on Jaden Sancho. He is Ooh. a project player. He is not as good as people say. He's good. He's going to be really good. But I can't see him being that much better than Christian Pulisic. I just, on that left side, I don't see it. He's not Eden Hazard, okay? He is not Arjen Robin. I just, I don't, I can never justify spending that type of money, which I think they want $140 million for him. That, that to me is obscene because it almost never works out. It didn't work out with Neymar. It didn't work out with Luis Mbembele. It didn't work out with Coutinho. I, I just can't justify it because I don't think one player is worth that amount. Worked with CR7 though, didn't it? 80 million. <laughs> he is, At that time. He is the best player in the history of the game. There's a difference. Well, hmm, Ronaldo was proven more. Yeah. I, I will give you that. And I, there are definitely doubts I have in my mind, but I, Nobody has Sancho's numbers this season. I am aware of that, but I also think he plays in an inferior league. Yeah, but he's done it in Champions League. Yeah. I I don't disagree with you, though. I, I don't want to overspend on one player, uh, especially at wing when we have Ziyech. Um, but that being said, if 
Pedro and William are leaving. We'll get into that a little bit more later. Then we got to bring somebody in. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so let's talk about Coutinho. What are your thoughts, Tom? Ooh, I probably would only take him on a loan deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? I've been, I think he's not hit top, top form since leaving Liverpool. He's been injury prone, and I'm not sure I'd want to risk paying £80 million for him. Uh, it's literally as simple as that. Um, I just think it would be too big a risk to throw eighty million at at Philippe Coutinho. As much as I think he's good, mm-hmm. and on his day he can be very, very good. I'd like to see. I'd like to see a bit of insurance through a loan mm-hmm. with a sort of eighty million buy clause if he does return to his top tier form. You know. Well, with amortization, it wouldn't be 80 after a year later. It'd probably be around 55. Well, 55, 55, 55 I'd take. You know, pay 20 mil for the loan Yes. uh, Yes. in pounds and then have, what, 55 if we like him and we want to keep him. Like a sort of similar to the Kovacic deal Mm -hmm. uh, in some way. (laughs) Uh, Just just, uh, as an aside, uh, he's my favorite player in the world, Mateo Kovacic, so I'm glad that you said that. Uh, oh, I love him. Oh, I, just, I love him. I love him. He's so, but, so great. And, and and he thrived, I think, because he had a year to prove why he's good enough. And he and he still had doubters when the club paid the 50 million for him or 40 million for him. Oh, you think, betcha. You betcha, Tom. And I think, that includes Alex Goldberg and London is Blue podcast. Both of them said don't buy him. <laughs> and I think that that's got the... <laughs> best out of him to be honest sure, sure. this season because I think him seeing all these don't buy him for 50 million and yep. don't do this don't do that for him to come and play you know put in world class performances and I mean the game against Bayern he, he grew 10 foot tall while the rest of our team was sinking into the Stamford Bridge turf yep. yeah yeah. So well said. And that showed the sort of caliber <laughs> of player that we have uh, on our hands. Well, and it's so great that Frank Lampard noticed it. And he said, We all were terrible. Mateo Kovacic was, like you said, 10 feet tall. And he said that right in the presser. And, and, and it's impossible not to. Like, he's. he's He's like a he's like a man, and and I heard a phrase, and I think it originates from Chicago, where in American hmm. books saying, "Let our children grow tall, but some taller than others." And Mateo Kovacic was destined to climb and grow to the very very top. Amen. Damn, I got Beautiful. chills, Tommy. I got chills, baby. Oh, you know, there are mere mortals. There are uh, Timmy Bakiokos who are two feet tall. And <laughs> oh, God. You've got, you've got God. your Ross Barkleys approaching four or five feet. <laughs> and then you've got your Mateo Kovacic's. That's right. Ten foot tall above above all others. I next to your believe... Iniestas and your Lampards. I can't believe we didn't have this guy on before. Oh, That's my God. a beautiful thing. We, I, I recently wrote an article on, on Kovacic on our blog, Match, Match Trackers Media, and talking about his path to where he is now in Chelsea Blue. Mm-hmm. And his pedigree is just unbelievable. Inter Milan, 
Real Madrid, now Chelsea. I mean, that really goes to show his skill and where that's come from. But Carlito made a great point. His athleticism is what really sets him apart. Yeah. He, I mean, he's just – I always say that, you know, he could be in a phone booth with 20 people and he could get out untouched. <laughs> the guy is unbelievable in tight spaces. But the thing was – Just press precision. And the thing was in the first first year of Kovacic, I remember him coming on for what happened to be his debut against Arsenal and he was – Arsenal. He was Arsenal. absolutely yeah. stunning. He came on and he was he was like he was this season, and then he sunk a bit, possibly, possibly because he was maybe a bit disciplined and a bit hemmed into his role. And yeah. he's come yeah. out, and he boy is he proven proven himself this year. So on that, I will add, I give Lampard a lot of credit for getting the best out of him. I, I think his system. And unshackling everybody, including Jorginho, mm-hmm. has done him really well. And I think that could pay huge dividends with Coutinho as well. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Lutaro Martinez. Um, Paul really likes him. I'm not, terribly, I'm not terribly high on him. I also believe that Barcelona wants him. But it's so interesting with Barcelona. They don't have any money. They are in trouble, and yet they're linked with all these players. They want Neymar back. It, to me, it seems ridiculous that they're so brazen about their finances when they're in financial serious trouble. So what do you think, Tom? Well, I love Kike Setien, and he says he wants to get the best out of Coutinho, but it's whether Barca let, let him do yeah. it. It's clear the manager likes a player and wants the player, but if Barcelona yeah. do get... That you know the sort of bid that we're talking about, like an eighty million or so. As you say, I don't really see how Barca say no unless they sell someone mm-hmm. like Usman Dembele, who I think the board will be yeah. much less happy to part with. As mm-hmm. much as I think right. Dembele is injury prone, I think they see him as you know the next big thing, and I don't think they can say that about Coutinho now, not anymore, sadly. Well, I think, and this is not as well known, but Usman Nabele's unprofessionalism, uh, it shows on the pitch. The guy doesn't drink a lot of water. He parties too much. He doesn't stretch. He doesn't warm up properly. He doesn't give a shit. He's very, very naive. And when you do those types of things consistently, you will get muscle tears. But remember remember another Barcelona player who was similar to that and was a bit of a party animal. Ronaldinho, (laughs) world-class. Yeah, yeah, my favorite, probably yeah. my yeah, favorite. Yeah, but that game. shit didn't last. That shit didn't last, man. He was good for five years. Five. And he should have been good for ten. Five years, but he was the best in the world those five years. You know. I am aware. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Better yep. than Zidane? Oh, I don't know about that. Zidane, one. right. Oh, He's that, one on Zidane. Tough... And, and, and I've read a lot about Zidane. I've heard a lot about Zidane. I think he was. When he was on fire, for instance, for France, particularly in the uh, Euro Euro uh, 2000, he was incredible. Week-to-week mm-hmm. basis, he wasn't that consistent. He wasn't a, he wasn't a machine in that sense. You know, in Serie A, he, he was pretty good, but he wasn't that consistent. Mm-hmm. The Italian fans sort of taunted him for being a bit of a showboy. 
and I think he. I think I think he was amazing. Oh no no no! I love him. <laughs> but my point is, he made iconic performances, but you didn't see them yes. week after week. You know, whilst his performance against Brazil World Cup 2006 absolutely iconic. You know, one of yeah. the performances in World Cup history, no doubts about it. You know. Yeah, he just he controlled everything. It was unbelievable. Uh, they had no answer. Oh for God, him. no! He was a um, machine. And I think it was when he put that France shirt on, he knew, you know, he he knew he had to serve yeah. serve his country, and and boy, did he serve his country, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now we need a backup striker. Yes. That's that's my main thing. Uh, give Tammy some support and really just not be so reliant upon him. Who do you like to do that? For me, then. Oh yeah, Edson Edson Edouard. So he's from Celtic. Celtic. He he is a French guy. He's basically a cheaper, younger version of Usman. Or sorry, uh, Musa Dembele. And I think we could get him for twenty five million. Oh, I think Celtic are one more than that. Being a being having lived in Scotland four years now, and uh, I'm now back in England for a bit. He is rated as the sort of prize possession of Glasgow now. Um, I think Celtic mm, will no be shit. very reluctant because it's a battle between him at Celtic and obviously Alfredo Morelos at Rangers. And if Celtic lose Edward. There's a real big risk that Stevie G will be winning the league with Rangers next season, and I think the Celtic board <laughs> know that. So they'll want they'll want a lot of money so they can get a pretty good player from Europe, you know, because they tried it with Tim Weyer, um, yeah, which wasn't mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the right move for Weyer at that stage of his development. Um, but then again, I think for me, as much as I'd like to see Edward. I've seen the standard of the Scottish Premier League having having been I'm a Dundee Dundee FC supporter in Scotland. It's not a high standard. Nice. And <laughs> having watched Dundee lose to in turn very average teams, it it, it gets ugly very quickly. And I, I I would personally think that there aren't many great strikers on the market now. And for me there's one there's player not. that that rolls on my tongue. Dries Mertens. Get him for free, oh, put him yes. on a two-year deal, and then we can prioritize getting our top targets in other areas, sign a top striker next year if Mertens is rubbish. Simple as that. Ah, uh, he's, he's not going to be rubbish. Simple as that. <laughs> Definitely. I, I, you know, I, I love Mertens as oh, a same. player. Love Sorry, him. Ball, eh? Yeah, he is He is very slick. Uh, he's had an unbelievable career. And if he's free, then, I mean, free is free, my man. Let's let's do that. But if that's not going to happen, and if this is all about his agent saying, you know, I want Mertens to have the highest goal scoring tally in Napoli history, and I want him on a two year deal, and this is just my play, then so be it. Because this isn't the first time we've been linked with Mertens, and I'm kind of trying. I'm kind of sick of talking about him unless he actually pulls the trigger with us. Nah, De Laurentiis won't be screwed about if 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 he's playing games with De Laurentiis. He leaves a club, I think. Yeah. I really do not think that he'll be staying there much longer. I, I think he fancies, you know, he's 30. He's not going to get that chance again. I think he fancies a move to yeah. a, you know, one of Europe's top, top clubs. And 
If he doesn't do it now, he'll never I'm, do it. I'm good with it, man. I know Paul is. Paul loves uh, Marcus. Yeah, I do. And I just know Jose, he's going to be sniffing around as well. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's a greedy man, Jose Mourinho. Hey, hey, this is a pro Jose Mourinho podcast. <laughs> oh, I love Jose. love Jose Mourinho. I used to love Jose. <laughs> I still right, do. Right. Oh, he's like that right. beautiful ex-wife who's, who's <laughs> not yeah, done well. But, yeah, but it's that ex-wife that took all your money as well. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Alex Teos, uh, I believe that PSG's got him locked down. Not much to say. He's good. He's 27. He's a pretty lanky player. He's got some pace. He's very interesting with uh, some of the things that he does. He's got a great outside shot. But I think that that ship has sailed, and I think PSG just landed a very good left back that is very well needed at that club. He's prolific going forward. Yeah, he's good. What, what, what do you think of the source, though? The source, some Brazilian, some Brazilian football. That's right. You know. Well, I mean, you, you could throw all the sources, but I'm not uh, – you could throw them all away. I just – I believe that when there's smoke, there's fire. Sometimes that's agents just playing a little bit of bullshit, but – I don't know. I think that he is gone. Um, maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, I hope. I, I really, really hope that he's not gone. Um, but I. Me too. I yeah. worry. I am worried. How, obviously, seeing those reports, nobody wants to see. Nobody wants to see those reports. Um, then again, you never know. You never know, do you? Because because we've often been known to to make these last minute deals or steal. Steel players yeah. remember Pedro. So I, I, I'm. Let's let's see. Let's see. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. And yes, you are right about Chelsea doing last minute stuff. They do it all the time. Bruce, I, I remember us signing. <laughs> yeah, I remember us signing David Luiz at the midnight hour, and then we won the league. Uh, okay, this is one I want to talk about more than anybody else. And that is because I don't want to buy him if they're going to be so greedy about this. Jaden Sancho. I, number one, he's not a huge need for Chelsea. I think that he's a luxury buy and he's going to be an extremely expensive luxury buy. I don't think that we need him as much as we need other positions. That being said, he's good. I don't think he's as good as people say he is. And if Manchester United wants to shell out $140 million, by all means, I am not going to co-sign on that type of expenditure. Go well, ahead, Tom. Well, I'm in two minds. I'm, I'm ultimately in two minds because when you see what he's demanding or what he supposedly is demanding wage-wise – no, I wouldn't pay, you know, five hundred thousand pounds a week. Um what? Four hundred, four hundred between four hundred and five thousand uh four hundred and five hundred thousand pounds a week. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going anywhere near that. No chance. I want an iconic player for years to come and if it were a standard wage packet, I'd be I'd be pretty pro it. I wouldn't I wouldn't lose sleep if we didn't get him, but I would want it to happen. But if the club's in a position where you they either have to you know, suck it up and pay that amount of money, absolutely not. Um, and I think there are other options out there. Not as good at this very moment, but I think there are other options out there. 
Yeah. You know, we have Hudson Odoi, we have uh, Pulisic, we've got Ziyech. Let's focus on other areas if we need to. You do you think do you see Ziyech as a uh, transcendent talent like Sancho? Well, he's older, isn't he? And do I think he's going to be in the top two or three players in the world? No, sadly not. I think he'll be a good acquisition. He'll be good on his day. At this very moment, I don't think he's going to be the best of the best. I, I, I hope I'm proven wrong and we can come back to this in five years and yeah. mm-hmm. laugh and talk about how wrong I was. Um, but no, I, 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 I don't think he's going to become, you know, the next big, big thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. I, I just love him because I think he's, he's kind of a dick. And he's a little appropriately arrogant. And I, and I think that our team kind of needs that right now. Um, Gabrielle, center back. Now I'm going to have – I'm going to push back heavily on this one. I don't think we need Ooh. any center backs. I think that we just need to get the right pairing. I love Andreas Christensen. I think that he is an extremely proper player. Uh, I trust him. And then finding the right partner with him is is the goal. I think it could be Rudiger. It could be uh, Fakal Tamori, but it certainly will not be Zuma. I don't trust him as far as I can throw. Ooh. Now this – now I think Gabriel is also being looked at by Everton. So I think Chelsea yes. are being used as a bit of a chip here to get a few more pounds. Okay. Um, then again, do I necessarily agree – about us having the answers in the centre-back department. I think Rudiger has a lot to prove. I think we have a lot of players who have a lot to prove. Um, And I would be in favour of a top, top centre-back if we can get one. But definitely not Gabriel. Good. Paul, what do you got? You know I love Andres Christensen. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, proper ball playing center back. We need that in the system. I like, I have liked Rudiger. He hasn't been as good this season as he has been in the past for us. Uh, that being said, we need a physical presence back there. Uh, we've missed it since John Terry, really. And I agree with you, Carlito. We need to figure out the pairing. Yeah. Because this Frankie, uh, how do I say this nicely? Frankie has Frankie has ADD. Frank Lampard doesn't know what he wants, and his consistent changing of the lineup is indicative of that ADD. And I think that once he finds some that he likes, all of a sudden he wants to tinker, and he's tinkered so many times to annoying fashion. So I don't know. Will he figure out something that he wants? I'm not sure. He's the one that is in charge of the lineup card, not me. If it were me, it would be uh, Rudy and AC. No You're doubt. Convinced by but Rudy? Lampard. To be, to be. Yes, yes, I like Rudy. I like him, but I, oh boy, I see too much hustling, and I see too many mistakes. <laughs> Ooh. 
little a l- little bit of fake hustle there. Is that what you're I, I think he's, to? He, is, he is overhyped. A little he's pretending. Overhyped, that's for sure. I think he makes mm. too many mistakes uh, too much of the time. I like. I want him to do well, and there are games where he's done well. Yeah. But I, I just don't see a centre back that's commandeering and going to win us the league. I, 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 I've wanted to see that in Antonio Rudiger, but I've never seen that in Antonio Rudiger. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he has the leadership of a Gary Cahill. Forget a John Terry. <laughs> Gary Cahill won us Champions League. Just, just. But just, I mean, in terms of leadership, um, in terms of leadership of that back line, we won in 2017 with him. I understand. I mean, you need someone who's going to command the back line, and then Christensen, as much as I love him, I don't think will do that. And Rudiger, yeah, just doesn't. He doesn't have the leadership that one might expect of him, and that's why I'm. I would be wary having those two. I don't think you could necessarily win a league with those two, if I'm if I'm being totally honest. I'd like I'd love it, but I can't yeah. see it. It's fair. To be to be fair to Lampard, he's got to try all these different, you know, different combinations, different players. So I get his constant switching and and kind of ADD at the position that you're. Speaking to Carlito, <laughs> but at the same time, at some point you got to have some consistency, yeah. and you know to to figure out a solution. So, all right, let's move on to Jeremy Boga. Ooh, yes. um, he's gonna be pretty cheap if we get him. It'll be <laughs> around fifteen million. That is an interesting idea, and that's you know look. Paul and I have talked about this a lot. We want four starters at wings for two positions. We want two right wings, two left wings, both starter quality. Uh, That's what Manchester City does, and it's served them pretty well. Jeremy Boga, I think, could be a really nice addition. Is he starter quality for us? I don't know. He certainly was for Sassuolo, is for Sassuolo, um, but... Yeah, I mean, if if we want to look for a budget Sancho, I mean, Boga is not a bad not a bad choice. Well, I, I again, I, I wouldn't be against it, but you see some of the rumours that actually we're just negotiating with Sassuolo that they pay us to remove the the, the buyout clause, so they they pay us about 10 million <laughs> just to take that 13 million buy clause out of the contract. I, it could be, oh, could be that the Chelsea board <laughs> just panic and in the summer go, yeah, we'll take him for 13 mil. Bye bye. But it could be that we're looking at someone else and we want 10 million, 10 million cash towards that deal. Um, and it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that were the end. I don't, know if Lampard is ultimately convinced by Boga yet. He seems to like players that he's seen already, like Hakim Ziyech. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, the club certainly knows And with Ziyech, like, apparently it was a Lampard request because they saw... they He saw, obviously, he saw how good Ziyech was against us at the bridge, and he goes to Marina, yeah. you, know, you know, get him for me. Here we go. Here's my man. Get him for me. And lo and behold, they've delivered for him. 
Yeah. Love that. Very good price. He smoked us. He smoked us when he played us. That guy was just unbelievable. He was on fire, man. Uh, you got to love to. that got price. To. Great deal for a top player. Yeah. I, I, but I think Lampard seems to like, and it's hard to know because obviously he's a new, new manager in terms of top management. He seems to like players he's already seen. Look at how he's put Mount Tamori already in the Chelsea team, almost yeah. even earlier than most fans expected. Um, because I think mm-hmm. he knows them, he's seen them, and he wanted to test them because he trusted them. And I'll be interested to see maybe if there's a winger on his mind. I mean, possibly, possibly a Coutinho who he's seen. Maybe. Let's see. Let's see. I'm not convinced that the Boga links are kosher. To be completely honest, at uh, this moment. I I would play Coutinho at attacking mid. Where's Mason? That's just my Where's own Mason? sensibility. Uh, Mason Mount is not a starter. Oh, no more <laughs> Mason Mount. Not Mondays yet. For you, <laughs> not yet. He is. Uh, <laughs> no, no. And I know who. I know the genesis of that uh, <laughs> idiom, Mason Mount Mondays. No, thank you. Ooh. No, thank you. Uh, no, he's he, Mason Mount's fine. Mason Mount's fine, but he's not. He, he's not a starter on a title-winning Chelsea team. He's a good player. I like Mason. He's my dad's favorite Chelsea player. But he's not. He. I don't care how hard he works. He's not good enough to start on my Chelsea. Team. Currently, I think he is. Currently, I think Lampard made the mistake with him playing him while he was injured uh, in the winter of winter period. I think once he was released from those injuries, when Lampard <laughs> dropped him for a few weeks to recover, he came back against Everton and against the Scousers yeah. and looked looked beautiful. But. Yeah. If you play him when he's injured, obviously he's not he's not got the the ability. Yeah. 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 He's he's a he's a fine player, but I don't know what position he plays and I don't oh, think and I, I, I agree with you on that. His, he needs to decide whether he wants to be a winger or a centre mid. He's not a wing. He's not Yeah, fast he can't enough. do both. He he's got to basically develop along the lines of I don't think he can develop for his whole career as a central attacking mid personally I don't think enough teams play it you're right by the way he's got to be a center mid Um, or a winger and he can't carry yeah Yeah, but he's not he's not going to start as a center mid over Mateo Kovacic and Jorginho no way no way Uh, All right, Luka Jovic um, this is kind of a Hail Mary. I'm not sure that Real Madrid is going to part with someone that they've only had for, I don't know, a year. Uh, he's a good player. I think that he flattered to deceive uh, in the Bundesliga, and they bought a player that wasn't quite as good as they thought he was. Um, but nevertheless, he plays for Real Madrid. So, I mean, there that is in and of itself something. What do you think? Nice loan deal. That's all I need. Nice loan deal. We've yep. done it with Madrid before. Yep. Loan deal. I'm with you. 40 million buy clause. Thank you very much, my friend. Um, it, did you did you hear that Real Madrid may not pay all of the qualifiers to Hazard's well, contract to. to Chelsea? It's a, it's a legally binding contract. I I know. It's that they're having trouble coming up with the money. Oh, well, then there'll be tribunals and all of that. Yeah, 
It's that's quite. They can come. They can come up with well, that money. Look, Don't look, even get that, that. That transfer is upwards of 150 million in total, and there are talks that Real Madrid can't pay it. If they can't pay it, then there's going to be there will have to be some settlement. Maybe Jovic will be involved in that settlement. You never that's know. Right. There, now we're talking. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll try yeah. and go for you know the slightly higher tier than Luka Jovic. Maybe we'll go for. I don't know a Benzema or a Vasquez or a maybe maybe we'll look at the Real Madrid menu. <laughs> maybe we'll look at the, maybe we'll look at the menu and take well, our pick of the more expensive items and ask for them. Basically, be at mercy to half the bill. Isco, great example. Well, because I'm a genius at transitions, Hakimi oh, yes, is boy. on Real Madrid's oh, wage yes. bill. He is on Real Madrid's wage bill, and he is a right or left back. And who knows? (laughs) A little settlement, a little Akimi. I'm feeling Jovic is an entree. Jovic is a starter, bit of an amuse bouche. (laughs) And then I'm feeling, I'm feeling possibly a little bit of Isco as the main course. It's like your nice burger, and then I'm feeling Hakimi, Hakimi for dessert. That's what I'm wanting. <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, he just called Jovic a salad. <laughs> I put him a burger. Oh no! No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh no, Jovic! <laughs> oh, ho, ho. that's right. the Real Madrid menu <laughs> that we might on. be able to be choosing off, folks. I am a buddy, buddy. I will leave a big tip if that's the restaurant we're dining at. You well, better believe it. They have no money. All there'll right. be no tips. So hence we save a little bit on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, Paul. Let's move on. Okay. Whew. So next season, we're supposed to be moving on from a few players. Yeah. Pedro, William, uh, Giroud extended, yeah. possibly Emerson, possibly Alonso. There's been some rumors with N'Golo Conte lately. Um, obviously, we've talked about possible replacements. Um, how do you see this evolving? All right, so I just want to say this up front. I am not a fan of N'Golo Conte. I think that he is a very limited player. And I feel as though... Chelsea fans have been conned into liking him because he seems like such an affable dude that smiles a lot and is nice to people. I don't care about that. I care about winning. And I care about playing stylistic, possession-based, progressive football. He does not offer that. He's not a good enough passer. He His touch is not good enough. You notice whenever we play Man City, they suffocate him. Why? Because he's not skilled enough to get out of tight situations. He's simply a primitive player. He's not good enough for what I want, for what I want out of a central midfielder. And if you're going to take one of those positions on this Chelsea team, you better fit our agenda. He does not fit the agenda. What do you think, Tom? I don't think he's limited in the sense that I watch him play Liverpool and he's outstanding. However, do I think he necessarily fits our identity? I can sympathize more with that. But I think it's not our way to play beautiful football and win win the Champions League a la Barcelona 
2009. So there will be games. It is Lampard's. Is it, is it not Lampard's uh, agenda, though? Nah, he wants to play like that. He's a Chelsea boy. He knows how to do it the hard way. What are you? What are you talking about? What? What game? What team were we watching this season where Manchester City didn't have more possession yeah, than us? Sure. Without we yeah, possessed I, everybody. But that Frank was intentional. Cares about winning, and I think he he will get yeah. to a point where he knows that you can play nice football up to a point, but if you want to win, you've got to do it the hard way. And I think he he needs to basically identify is Kante going to be a part of that? And I think like a bat out of hell he should be. Um, as much as yes, yeah. if I'm playing you know, whoever every week, you know, Premier League game at home to Newcastle United, I agree, I don't need him. But I don't think right. I think it by removing him, we're going to get to playing great football, but not winning. A bit like those Arsenal teams under Wenger. Mm. Fair. I, I I want him on this team. I just don't want him playing week in and week out as he has for that exact reason. We're starting to play this new, you know, expansive style and get away from having to have a defensive center midfielder who's a destroyer. So also that's where I stand. Also it's important to note that uh, a lot of people have identified, I think rightly, since Kante's been playing two games a week, so since 2017-18, he's had really quite bad injury problems. He His body cannot deal with two games a week, um, his style of football. he He's a one-game-a-week man, um, and hence yep. I'd love to see him for the, for the big, big, big games. But I agree with you. I, I think he—he's not what we need. He's not what we need week in, week out. How familiar are you with the NBA? Not very. I—I've got some close friends from both Israel and the states who watch it, but I'm not a huge NBA man. Okay. Well, there's a there's an equivalent to Conte in the NBA. His name is Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook works his ass off every single game. But that style of play doesn't age well. With Conte, it's not aging well. Okay, the way that he plays, he does bust his ass. There's no doubt. I'm not taking that away from him. But that style of play, it it's taxing on your body. It's taxing on your joints. It's taxing on your knees. And I mean, if we can bait PSG or Real Madrid into giving us a hundred million dollars for him, I say do it. Because he's not going to be better than he was in 2016. He's never going to be that player again. He has lost a step. And he's not good enough of a passer for me to justify and putting him in that let's say he lineup. is. Let's say so. he is. He'll only be able to play one game a week without getting badly injured or, or injured for large chunks of the season. Which he's sadly yep. suffered for quite a while now. So I'm definitely with you on that in the I think we might have already seen the best of him, unfortunately. Um, Like, he's a sort of, do you want him? Yes. Do you need him? Sometimes. Mm. (laughs) I'm just, I guess I'm just not nostalgic 
with him the way that I am for other players. I just, I just never no, even, liked him. Even so when it's, it's a moot, even when moot I'm point. Conte, that's right. you were winning week after week. Uh, no, I mean, Seth Fabregas was the best center mid in that pair, bro. Conte didn't even Come play on. Fabregas that I'm first kidding. half of that 16-17 season. That was what's manic. And then when we won 13 games in a row, Fabregas oh, was That right was great. Him. That was absolutely great. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, dude, Seth was just spraying balls. Unreal. All right, so I want to talk about Barkley. Ooh. He's such an interesting cat. He's such an interesting cat because – on his day, he's the best player in the field. And then otherwise, he just looks stiff, wooden, you know, doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. It, but, you know, when he wants to, like that game against Liverpool, it was a cup game, he went coast to coast and smashed that ball in the back of the net. It was an unreal performance by him. So he's, he's just a weird player, in my opinion. I don't know what to think about him. I like him. I want him to stay. I don't know if we're going to keep him. Is he going to be one of those players, uh, a little bit like, um, a little bit like Jesse Lingard, oh, where you go, is he going to be forever twenty-one? Is he forever twenty-one? <laughs> Other brand, <laughs> um, is he going to be one of those players where every year you think you're going to get more out of him and you never do? And I love Ross Barkley. I'm one of these few players, one of these few people who haven't absolutely lost their cojones with him. I think he is – I think he's got so much talent and I think he can be one of the best. And do I think his managers have necessarily nurtured him right? I'm not so sure. I think he's been no. misused, actually. Good but point. at some point, he has to actually step up and instead of being a player that could become one of the best, he has to actually be the best, you know. And I haven't, Mm -hmm. nobody has seen that sort of a player from Ross Barkley at any stage, unfortunately, because I want to see it. So the time's ticking away. Time's certainly ticking away, but I definitely don't want him out of the club yet. At at the very least, he's a good squad player for us. Spot on. Again, but I want him to... I think I think he I could want be a him lot to more play than more than you know Carabao Cup against Grimsby and oh, yeah. you know, Bristol Rovers. You know, he's not he's better yeah. than that, but he <laughs> he sometimes needs to I think convince himself that he's better yeah. than that, and hence when he gets himself a start against the best, he comes on against Liverpool and he he does bits. But I need to see more of that from him. But I also see need to see more faith being put in him because. We need to make him believe he's one of the best. Because with him, unlike with Pulisic, where he's a great player and maybe we don't think he's taking himself seriously, I think Barkley doesn't necessarily know how good he can be. Interesting. And instead he does a load <laughs> of stupid, stupid shit. That... Yeah, yeah, we, we all saw the video. And, and, the and you just we, think, we mate, you could be one of the best. You, you look at his... And and you and I can tell he's trying because I looked at his running stats for the NHS charity charity run. He ran he ran his five k in rapid fire time. Like, like I saw that. I saw that. That's cool. Yeah. He's working. He's working his guts off mm. to try and stay in shape. And you know, not even some of our best have done yep. that. You know, Eden Hazard. 
not talking about you. <coughs> I love him, but remember <coughs> when he came back a fat boy in uh, 2016. <laughs> Uh, 2015, he came back a fat boy and he did it with Real Madrid oh as well. Oh boy, did he. Um, whereas Ross, I think he's trying his best. He's got he's got the talent and I think managers need to make him believe that he's Yes, he's got to put it together. To be fair, Carlito, you're a big, big so, boss guy in the past. So. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of construction going on outside my house. Um, all right, so I thought Ross Barkley was one of the best players in the Premier League, I believe, four years ago. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to get him at Chelsea. Let's get him at Chelsea. And I told Paul about this, and Paul's like, yeah, I'm skeptical. We'll see. I was wrong. He's not one of the best players in the Premier League, but he's got, he's got so much in him, man. He's just, he fucks up all the time, and he gets in, he gets in his own way. And it, that's problematic. I know, like you could just tell the guy works on his body. He is super fit. Look, look at what he looks like. He obviously cares, but I don't know how smart well, he is. All and I would say is, if you want to say that that he screwed up, I think his managers are screwed up even more. I mean, what was Conte doing that first half season where he just ignored yeah. him? Yeah. He, and whenever he did play him, he played him on the wing. I mean, <laughs> what? I mean that 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 made my head hurt when he when he when he comes on on the wing, and then, I mean, Sari gave him more of a chance. Sari, I think, did the best with him, but obviously that whole Ross thing, that whole Ross story <laughs> makes me laugh. I have no so idea what was, you're talking I think about. Rob Green came out to the press and said that uh, Barkley always had a. He always had a thing, Sarri and Barkley had a bit of a thing, and, and in training when Barkley would make a mistake, Sarri would bellow across Cobham, Ross! And apparently it became <laughs> iconic. And I think it might have been something behind that uh, middle finger before uh... the Europa League final. Uh... Like, it, it was a joke, but it was kind of, <laughs> wasn't a joke at the same time. Like, I think they liked each other. But but he wound Sari up. Rose! <laughs> just imagine oh, yeah. Sari with his cigarette out. Suddenly he takes a cigarette. Rose! And just, just by the way, by the way, before he does it, I imagine he <laughs> takes a big rip of that Just, 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 just a dart, my man. Oh my god, I love... By the way, people don't like Mauricio. Oh, I love him. I I still do. So sorry. I thought he was awesome. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, if people think he's shit, he coaches the most talented team in the world, and you don't get that job unless you're good, so obviously he's good. Hey, uh, Zappa Costa for (laughs) Tilaqueta 101. Nah, that that, that wound me up, but to be fair, I, I did follow through and I think the fact that he came back stronger when the club was on the sort of brink of collapse you know, losing 6-0 losing 4-0 at Blooming Bournemouth to then come back come a hair's breadth from winning the Carabao yeah. Cup you know you never know what happens if Caballero yeah. comes in oh we should by the way oh, we were better than and City. for we us to come again. back win a European trophy yep. get top you know top three forget top four it's a mark it's a mark of a top yep. coach and it's a mark of somebody 
He I'm never lost him. the dressing room, I think. The dressing room possibly lost his style of play, but they didn't actually lose faith in Sarri, the man. Well, I think that everybody was really tired of supper ball. I mean, like I always tell Paul this 19% possession against Man City oh, in Conte's second year. That was worse. That, that was worse. That was, that was on it. Yeah, it was. It was because it just showed that Conte did not believe that we could play well. Like it, it was, that was a gimmick me, type of and for uh, me with that, tactic. What annoyed me was the year before at the Etihad, we'd obviously been, you know, peak Chelsea under Conte, in my view. We were outstanding yep. at the Etihad. And then the year after to come and just raise a white flag, say, you know, you've got your goal, but can you just keep it at 1-0, please? We'll pass the ball around the back. It's not FIFA ultimate team, <laughs> uh, you know. Is it, you know? And, and to raise a white flag like that was an absolute disgrace, at least for 6-0. We kept on going, and we, we, you know, we weren't passing the ball around the back yeah. like that. That that that's just that's just embarrassing. I mean, and this is why it was. You know, by the was. end, I was I was vehemently anti Conte actually because he, you know, for people now who are still telling me he's he's so brilliant. I mean, yeah, Conte is not even top five coaches in the world. I'm sorry, is his Champions League record is is completely average he's never got past the quarterfinal his league record is yeah it's pretty good he, he won a few series he won the yeah granted he did a good job with us introducing three at the back to england but is he revolutionary no is he top of the pile no does he change things when they're wrong no um and and why at the end i was just you know, <laughs> leave because you think you know better than our yeah. club you think you're bigger than the club. You think you're better. I just thought, out. Just get out. I, I we can live without you. Oh, Tom, I thought he's. I thought oh, he yeah, sabotages the second half of the second is the season. The word I would use. I did. I, I'm just, you know, I was just like, if, if you're going to act like this, get out. Kylie, get out. Yep. And, sorry, go ahead. So all I'm going to say was, and and when that departure was you know when he came back for pre-season right at the start of 2018-19 I was thinking if that man is still coaching our club first day of the season I'm going to have the oh it's going to be horrible <laughs> so thank goodness the club yeah. did the job on him really yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that whole oh my god when he fired Diego Costa like a 12 year old oh middle school girl over text I thought to myself, that's a fireable offense. Like you have to choose the player and you have to get that manager the fuck out of Chelsea. Because you can't you can't do that in June when we're trying to uh, run it back and win another title. And one of your best players, our striker, which is very hard to come by, by the way, just in case anybody that doesn't know football, a striker that's really good is hard to find. And we had one. And you fired him, and then you didn't have an alternative. You thought you were getting Lukaku. You didn't get him. I mean, that, that to me what, is obscene. That's you know, obscene what's iconic also about Conte? Every single club he manages, he falls yep. out with the board. He doesn't get along with anyone. You know, Flame all he out. gets along with is Blumen Emmanuel Jacarini and Victor Moses. Victor who, Moses. Great, you know. <laughs> 
great, you know, you got more out of him than 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 probably the best are gonna. But you can't just play players like that who who you sort of seem to be your mates and who you you trust. You've got to go beyond that, and I mean, it it, it got to a point where it's like if if Conte if you don't kiss Conte's ass, you're yeah. out, and and and, and that. <laughs> that's not the sort of manager you need. No top manager does that. No top manager. See, does Carlito that. and I no. have this conversation about managers where you have a, a system manager, which is Conte. Yep. He plays his system, doesn't change it for anybody. He gets players that fit into his system. And if you don't, then you're kind of screwed. And then you have proper yep. managers who look at the players they have. And, you know, based on what they want to do and what the team can do, they put together a proper team. And I don't know. Sorry, didn't really do that either. He's kind of a system manager. But it, I, I like that Lampard, it has tried different things and he seems to be a little bit more flexible than these other guys. I like a mix. But I think that Frank Lampard's problem is he's too far the other way. He goes from shape to shape to shape yep. to shape. Yeah. Uh, Unai Emery did the same. <laughs> yeah. You've got to settle on. You've got evening. to settle on it. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening. Good morning. Good, good, good evening. Morning. Good morning. Oh, but they he, hated him Lampard, so much. Lampard. I mean, I always, and I think in Italy, what what's crazy is there's always that fight between the. The uh, Catanaccio managers, your, your Contes, who who believe in a in a, in a yeah. strong back five, mm-hmm. and you know one goal you score. If you, if you concede zero, you only need to score one. If you concede one, you need to score two. That sort of attitude. You can have that if you want, but what yeah. you need is, or what I prefer is the Saki sort of manager, like um, based off the great AC Milan teams. And Maurizio Sarri embodied playing football the right way. Do I think he should have been more flexible at Chelsea? Yeah. Yes. But do I also think that he had the right style, the right fluidity, and the right image for the team? Yes, yeah. I do. I think he... And I was yeah. gutted he left, actually. even Because I think Lampard... I'd have liked Lampard to have carried on Sari Ball a little bit more than yeah. he has. But with respect to Super Frank, he's done, he's done it enough that our identity... I mean, all I'll say this, if Lampard had to come in after Conte had been sacked, say that Conte left a year later and Lampard would have been absolutely screwed because he has a team that can only play a back yeah. three. He doesn't have anyone who knows the 4-3-3 like the back of their Good hand. point. So when Sarri comes in and drums it into them, that already makes Super Frank's job Good point. 10 times easier. Uh, Catanaccio, good Italian word. It means I know, the chain, I love it. by the way. Let's yeah. get into Williams. <laughs> That's great. Uh, uh, um, okay, Paul. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, again, you got guys like Alex Goldberg. You got guys like... Whoever. It doesn't um, matter. I don't know. Nick Fellaini. It doesn't matter. They don't like Willian. They completely rate him as an average player. I am not one of those people... William is one of my favorite Chelsea players Ooh. ever. 
I think that he works his balls off. I don't care about the numbers. Okay, I don't care about the fact that he only scores like seven or eight goals a season. That's not the point. I just like him because he works extremely hard, and he is a really good player, and he consistently beats the person that's trying to defend him. Callum Hudson-Odoi, who is 19 years old, cannot say that. When was the last time Callum Hudson-Odoi actually beat a player on the dribble the way that William does every single game? Callum Hudson-Odoi should be smoking players like Raheem Sterling does, and he hasn't been. Okay. William was exceptional this season. Uh, Sky Sports said he was player of the season. He's not, in my opinion, but he was really good. And I'm going to miss good him. And when, if he goes to Liverpool, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't even know what Ooh, I'm going to say. William's like a flashing light. He's either hot or he's cold, yeah. isn't he? I mean, he, there isn't much in between. For me, uh, William, all he does is, is flip the ball, you know, circle his foot over the ball and then. Yeah, basically get intercepted every time. On his day, however, Barcelona <laughs> 2017, uh, 2018, yeah. he was, you know, yep. incredible. And that was the best Chelsea performance I've seen in a number of years. But I, uh, he's, he's always going to be one that I think got away. I don't think he ever w- was the player he, he could have been. That's fair, I think. He wasn't greedy yeah. enough. He wasn't greedy yeah. enough. He, he didn't live a week on week the way a Ronaldo or a Messi or even a Hazard does. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. All Hazard did was fucking eat and be Well, no, I, I think um, there's days where our squad looks pedestrian and Willian is the only guy out there that he looks like he's moving at a different pace, playing the game you know, totally different game than everybody else on the pitch. And we've seen it this season still, you know, he's getting up there, but he's still got it. So if he could, if we could keep him and he could be a a squad player, uh, that's what I would love to see. But why doesn't he do it every single week? And he's never been able to do it every single week. Thing with William, for every one good performance, the three bad performances um, or two or three bad performances. And, and it winds me up. It's a, it's a little hyper. That's a little hyperbolic. Oh, no? I, I just don't, I don't see the man of the match performance. You know, when you're in a hole, you couldn't say who's going to dig us out. Willian. Whereas I, I at times could say that with Hazard. I at times could say that. all the games Willian's done well in, he said other players do well in with him. Like, um, not not the Tottenham game. Not the that's not accurate. The Tottenham game. He was the Tottenham singular. game though. He the Tottenham game. He. I wouldn't say singular. I think the whole team had a good day. And when you look at um, like the games where he did well with Hazard, the Barcelona game, you had Hazard playing well, albeit not as well as Williams playing. I, for me, that he's just an orange that I I compare him to a Mediterranean orange that has been squeezed, but there's still some more to get out of him. Love Mm. that, love that (laughs) time. And we haven't, we haven't got, we haven't got all the juice out of him that we could have had, and. (laughs) 
It's, it sounds oh, like a good brilliant. fruit, my you man. Watch them, you watch them squeeze the oranges. Um, oh, comes and eats the breakfast, but, but with you're okay with with him. You just you're okay with him leaving then. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time. Yeah. Up. Sadly, hi, not no, not to Liverpool, not to Liverpool. It, although if they if they drop a Shakiri, I might change my mind on that. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so this one is going to be quick. Uh, Giroud, he's just signed another year-long deal with Chelsea. Uh, my issue is this, and my initial reaction is exactly how I still feel. Great. So him and his agent are going to complain even more about his lack of playing time. And uh, I just, I'm not here for it. I think we should have moved on from Giroud. Paul likes him. I think that Giroud is a Conte-type player, not a Lampard player. He was good under Sarri, though, mm-hmm. really. He, he plays... <clears throat> good, good, good as a... He plays uh, a role. He plays a role. <laughs> and Go there are not many strikers that can do it. His hold-ups. Exactly. Well. His hold-ups. Exactly. His hold-up play. It his, is. His play in the yes. air. All of that. Very, very good. And he's still got that game. We don't have anybody else that can do that to his level. But I will say, if he's our second choice mm-hmm. next season, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, Broha is a bro, Broga? Broja, 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 yeah, yeah. Broja, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's, he's good, good, man. He's good. I, I, I would like him as our third choice uh second not Giroud oh, no, I, I would have gone with obviously Hudson Edouard on a on a good loan deal like a like a like no, a Conor Gallagher loan Mount Mori type loan a um gotcha a loan gotcha. where I think a player comes of age because mm-hmm. you've got to remember that Fakayo Tamori had gone on a couple of championship loans before the Derby loan yeah. he was at Brighton and I think he was at um I think it was Brighton and someone I've forgotten who this who the other team was. And he wasn't he, he was good, but he wasn't great. I think Broya needs a coming of age loan. I think Gallagher probably does as well. Also Guehi Guehi as well. They I, I just think yeah. they're yet to come of age. You you can't just throw him in the first team without some sort of experience. Right. Unless you're very, very special, like your your Billy Gilmore sort of special. Yeah. Uh, and I, as much as I like Brozier, I don't think he's he's special in that way. Um, that's my that's my view. I love him. That's fair. I think, but I think I'd rather if if him coming of age means that we give Giroud another year as third choice. I'm happy to do third that. choice. Key third choice. Well, yeah. So who's your second? Because he has got to go. Three. Uh, free transfer. Uh, free transfer plays right. anywhere in the front three. If we want to play him with Tammy, we can shift him to the left or right. Uh, he's winger cover. He's he doesn't need to be a long term deal, so there's little risk involved. So if he if he flops, we got him for a year maximum two, then we can buy someone top top tier. Because we need to see if Tammy's you know, how good Tammy's gonna be. Is he gonna be one of the best in Europe? Or is he going to be 
Is he going to be a good Premier League striker, but not necessarily one of the best, best? Let's see. And I'd like to give him that space mm-hmm. to let him try and see what sort of a striker he really is going to be. And Dries Mertens, I think, will facilitate that. Oh, yeah. Mertens is dope. I would say this, and Paul literally asked me this question like four days ago. He says, do you believe in Tammy Abraham as a Premier League winning striker? My answer is yes. I love Tammy Abraham. I am extremely partial to Tammy Abraham. He's so unique. He's 6'4", and yet he's still very athletic. He's very fast, and he's very skilled. And he's great in the air. He's a good finisher, although there were times this season where he had holy shit misses. And I'm like, bro, you got to put that in. But regardless of that, I think he's great, and I do believe in him long-term, which is why I am hesitant to sign a player that is a starter um, at Chelsea, like uh, Pierre uh, Aubameyang or... It won't happen. I know, but at the same time, Tammy Tammy has not... Tammy has not signed his five-year deal yet. And I think that he's waiting on who Chelsea buys. And that, to me, is a problem. That's a problem to me, is that Tammy hasn't signed. And because he wants to, real, he wants to see if Chelsea can replace him or not. And another great advantage with Aubameyang, similarly to Dries Mertens, he can go on the left, mm-hmm. he can go on the right. If, if we want to put him in with Tammy Abraham, yeah. we can. You know, and I, and I I don't generally like strikers playing on the yeah. wing, but I make an exception for those two especially because in uh, Pierre you see it a lot. He actually is dynamic there and will still score goals. Dries Mertens grew up a winger. Mm-hmm. He was never meant to be a striker. He became a yeah. striker because of Sarri's inventiveness. So either of those two players. You have that flexibility that you just don't. Yeah, you know, if I were Tammy, I'd be much happier if Chelsea bringing out Bamiyang than say we bring in a Moussa Dembele. Yep. Like way happier. Uh, Andres Merton is very similar, and the bonuses. They're both better players than Moussa Dembele for me. Yes. So you've got the best of for both because sure you've got a better player coming in. And you've got somebody who's not going to frighten Tammy too much that he should sign a deal and know that he is number one. You know? yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'd be very happy indeed to Aubameyang, Mertens, sign the dotted line here, please. Simple as that. <laughs> mm. All right. So we're going to get into it. We're going to do some closing thoughts, but I want to get everybody's line up for next year. You know, I know that there's speculation about all these players. I'm going to assume that Coutinho is signing with us. Um, I, I, I am, I do believe it's happening. Um, So I'm going to go first and I'm going to go with the four, three, three. I'm going to go with Emerson, Andreas Christensen, Rudy and Reese James. I think as Puliqueta is spent. He's played too many minutes, and that 30-year-old body is more like a 35-year-old. Uh, in the midfield, Jorginho, Kovacic, and Coutinho. And then up top, Pulisic, Hakim the Dream, and then Tammy Abraham. I do not think Kyle Mudson oh, no. his team. 
and no. that's that's just uh, that's just uh, my uh, bias there because I am still pissed about his flirtation with that German club that we shall not mention. Oh, so my team for me, Emerson. I, I I'd more happily let Emerson go than the Marcus Alonso actually. Oh um, no! Because at least Alonso, oh, at least Alonso no. gives gives me the flexibility. That's right. To actually play a different system. That's right. Tell him, Tom. He's so slow. He gives me the dude. flexibility. If I have Alonso oh, no. as my second choice left back, I'm in a position where I've got a great. Oh, I've got a starting left back for me to play a back four. And if I have Alonso as my backup, I know that if I need to play a back three, I've got a top top tier left wing back. So many thanks in the world. Many thanks. Yeah, Emerson. He is. And Emerson, yeah, he is. you've shown glimpses, but never any more than glimpses for me. Um, move to move to Roma or Inter or Juventus or wherever. It's a thank you, but it's a, your time at Chelsea's up, mate. Um, so I, I, I'd like to start with a new left back and I'm going to, I'm going to leave a light on for Alex Tellers. I'll leave a light on. Um, it's just a candle. Sure. It's a solitary candle. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I'll say Andreas Christensen and should I say Tamori? Oh, I don't. I'll don't say Tamori. I'll Zuma. say Tamori. Oh my God. <laughs> Reset oh. right back, of course. Good. As P, as P warming the bench, yeah, coming in when necessary. Um, let me think. In terms of my of my midfield three, I got Jorginho as my register. I got Kovacic and I got Hakim Ziyech mm-hmm. as my midfield three. Love it. I got I got I got Pulisic nice. um, in as in on the left. I got Hudson Adoy linking up with Reese on the right, and I've got uh, obviously my boy Tammy Abraham up top. Simple as. I love that line. Who, who do you got, Paul? Love it. Thanks, mate. Uh, I, mine's think alike. That's right. That's what they say. Um, I, I want to see uh, Telus on the left. That being said, if not, it's probably going to be the captain, Asby. Uh, Don't give me Ben Chilwell. Y- no. That's no, please do not. No, thank you. No, thank you. Andre. No, no. I want to see Tomori make that spot his. Um, we'll see. If not, Rudiger's extended. I'm, I'm okay with him starting as well. Reese. Um, and then Jorginho, Kovacic, Conte coming off the bench. Pulisic. Uh, I want to see Ziyech play the attacking center mid. I hope he plays there. That would be, I think, just bring a new dynamic to the team. Uh, and like I said, I don't know. If, I don't think Mason Mount is a starter at attacking center mid for this Chelsea team, at least yet. He's not consistent enough. Um, if not, we know Frank loves Mason Mount. He might be there attacking center mid with Ziyech on the, on the uh, outside wing there and Tammy up top. All right. So before we do our final thoughts, I just want to read this tweet that 
Tom, <laughs> he sent seven hours ago, which is just, it's so great. So let's set the record straight. Gabriel Martinelli is an unprecedented player, groundbreaking, pioneering. You just can't scoff at the first player to score the winning goal in a 2-2 draw. No one has ever achieved that. It's, it's a fact. <laughs> Apparently, he's Cristiano Ronaldo. To be fair. Oh, hey, 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 to, hey, to quote ex-Chelsea <laughs> manager, is... I want to talk about fact. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I want to talk about fact. <laughs> Just lay it on that sarcasm real <laughs> thick. Real thick. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Tom, oh, who's your Chelsea player this season? Catholic Mateo Kovacic. Let's go. Oh, yeah, me too. If it's, if it's 100%, uh, 100%. last season, they, I could see them being nice and giving it to him. I'd be okay with that. Oh, but <laughs> How in the season? But... Kovacic has been our best player, hands down. Oh, just so sick. So sick. God, just watching him play is is, is I like pleasure. William, but he's not been our player of the season. No. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't oh. seem like you like him that much. <laughs> he's, like, he's like that person who you kind of fancy and you kind of like and you think they look good on their day, but... Sometimes you get frustrated, and and, and that's Ugh. exactly Willian in my view. It's sometimes she wears sweatpants, <laughs> and it's like, oh, Tom Jesus, come Kovacic on. has been <laughs> dispossessed eighteen times this season. <laughs> and that's actually that's how many actually games? Low Twenty-five. Yeah, given how many games he's play. played. Twenty-five. So that's less than once a game he's been dispossessed. That's that. That's crazy. And he's a and he's a dribbler. That's the thing is that like there are midfielders like Tony Cruz, who just just they're like metronomes. They just pass, 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 pass. Kovacic takes chances. No risk it. No biscuit, baby. No risk it. No biscuit. And he's always looking to risk that shit. So for that's a very oh, low number. In I really agree. It's, it's outstanding. It's it's on a par in some ways. Call me mad. With Petr Cech, um, two thousand five, conceding fifteen goals in thirty eight game season. Like it's it's that, yeah. I just can't believe that number. I just I saw that Tom. I saw that about a month ago. Oh, I, I remember it like yesterday. It was it was a special months. special team. Yep. And it was. Oh yeah. Well, you, you, this is a fun fact. Frank Lampard was number two on the Ballon d'Or and FIFA Player yeah, of the Number two. He's. he's Deserved, completely deserved. And I think he's probably one of the one of the unluckiest players because I think he probably did deserve it that year. But oh, you know what these awards bodies? There's somebody called Ronaldinho who who just pops up when you least need him to. Right? <laughs> oh, as much as I thought Ronaldinho was swashbucklingly good, really, really, really good. I agree with you. He 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 did no, things we're not going to see okay. anybody else. Um, Messi and Ronaldo included. That's right. The skill, the skill level off the charts. Uh, <laughs> sure. Tom, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem at all. It's been great fun. Yeah, buddy. That was. 
Yeah, this was a good one, man. You are an informative cat. Oh, that's a nice one. Give you that. I like that. You're an informative cat. I'll give you that. <laughs> Fantastic. You start with your. You yeah. start with your with your books. You end with your. You end with your literature, and I, and I love it. Great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> all right bring us home carlito Jesus Christ. all right all right this has been fantastic tom is certainly the best guest we've ever had uh you are welcome oh, thanks anytime for that. my man that was uh he he is a smooth smooth operator oh. like the song and uh I, I i had a great time um thank you man oh always this is, this is i've tremendous. never been called a smooth operator before <laughs> It's my pleasure when I'm being called things like that. It's my absolute pleasure. (laughs) All right, you two. That a boy. That a boy. All right, buddy.